Thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man. This is Jay Bliss, and I'm joined today by another comedian, compadre of my own mind. Listen, I know this brother um, only by name and by uh, social media and um, and by Zoom. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to meet this dude in person, but uh, his name rings out uh, just like any other comedian would. Anybody that's working or somebody that's making noise in the industry, man. And um, it's a pleasure to know this dude, man. I look at some of his videos. Uh, we chat back and forth through uh, social media. Um, and I just had to have him on the podcast, man, uh, whether I met him in person or not, man. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Ken Miller is in the building. What's Ken, what's the, going hey, on, man? man? What's the, wait, brother, it's so funny, man. I was watching uh, a video Marvin Hunter put up. Mm -hmm. And he said that about people. He said, man, it's people you meet Oh, you Facebook friends with, and they never met before. <laughs> right, 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 right. Especially in the comedy world, man. It'd be comics that we never met before. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But we cool as hell. We we all got the same weird ass personality. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, man. So shout out to you, brother. No doubt, man. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I, I I I count myself as having a good memory. I'm trying to remember where the connection came or why somebody said Ken Miller. You know what I mean? I was trying to like figure it out, but it's just like we just be, we was friends on Facebook, and then after a while, it's like, all right, he eat like I eat, he do what I do, he he on the road every weekend, I'm on the road every weekend, so it's kind of like I don't know if our paths is gonna cross or not, but it's like we meet the same people, we work with the same people, yeah. but it's just like we just haven't made that connection yet. So let me ask you, um, when did it start for you, and why? Like why why jump into this? Man, I started comedy in November 2005. You know what I mean? Like, I... Yo, I always, wait a minute, time out. Time yeah. out, yo. We started the same time. Yeah, November 2005. 2005, it might have been six. Because yeah. this year... This this year's will be my seventeenth year in comedy. I think so. Okay. It might be it might be five or six. I always get my years mixed up. Nah, two thousand five. But once you... Once it's, once you start going for a while, you, they, the years just kind of blend in together, man. Yeah. But I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a comic. Mm -hmm. um, when I graduated high school, I was moving to New York. I was going to go to New York. I'm going to do comedy. I didn't even know how comedy worked. I just knew comics came from New York. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I was going to go to New York and do comedy. My mom was like, no, you're not. You're taking your ass to the military. Uh, <laughs> which is what I did. I did nine years in the army. I got out the army, man, and and I tell people the story all the time. You know, I don't. I, I always people. I don't know what, what what how you what religion you believe in, but you know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ, and I mm -hmm. believe in you have a you. You get set on the path of what you're supposed to be, because for some reason, at eighteen, God was like, man, you're not ready to go do stand up and do this. I got right. something else for you. I moved to Altamont Springs, Orlando, man. Altamont Springs, Florida, which is right outside of Orlando. I moved into an apartment with my ex-wife. Brother, I live five blocks from a comedy club. Was it the improv? Nope. It was Bonkers Comedy Club. Bonkers, the Why Not okay. Lounge. The Why Not Lounge on Wymore Road. I live five blocks from a comedy club. You can't tell me that he didn't put me in the right situation. Literally, I could walk to this club. So uh -huh. one, one, I used to be in the office clown. I, I worked for Nextel at the time, mm -hmm. and I used to be in the office clowning. And this girl was like, hey, man, you should try to, you should do stand-up. I was like, I've always wanted to do it. I just don't know how to get into it. She says, well, a friend of mine named Pedro got an open mic on Tuesday night. I say, bet. Man, I, I write this five-minute set. I take a half day of work. I'm at home in the mirror with a brush working this five minutes. It's working right. it, working it. 
I go, man, and I finally go up and I crush. But right. as as comics, you know, I crush because I brought 40 of my coworkers with me. <laughs> Bruh, my, the dude running the open mic was like, hey, man, come back next week by yourself. I said, yeah. man, whatever. This ain't nothing. Bro, I came back that next week. Bro, I bombed so damn bad. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I bombed so bad. And then after that, here we are 16 years later, man. I'm touring the country doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, so that's that's amazing because, uh, you know, everybody's story is different. I like hearing people's story on how they started. You know what I mean? But evidently, the high of the first night of the people laughing out of politeness didn't deter you from the bomb of the second time. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, high, that high that you get on stage, it's indescribable. It's like... If somebody had to try to describe crack to me, I guess that's what it would feel like. That's why oh, yeah, they can't dude. leave it alone. It, you know what I'm yeah, saying? And we can't. Just think about comedy. We can't, man. We'll walk in the room and we're like, man, I ain't going up tonight. And five comedians are going, we'd be like, yo, man, let me get on the list. <laughs> let me get on the list, man. Like, hey, man, yeah. come on, man. Let me get on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's... It's crazy to us, but the thing about it is people on the outside, I call them mere mortals. The mere mortals on the outside... <laughs> They don't understand how this work. They think they don't understand for me and you, this yeah. our this our job. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like people who see NBA players get $10 million a year. Like, oh man, he get $10 million, but he still got it's still a job to him. Just because I don't clock in at nine and clock out at five, they don't understand it's a job. So they think like comedy is just fun. Oh man, he just yeah, man, you just on the road having all this fun. They don't understand the struggles. The driving, right. the not getting paid, the right. getting paid shitty money, the right. gigs getting canceled. They're like, oh, I can pay my rent this month with this. Well, oh, man, look, man, we, hey, man, the club, hey, man, we ain't selling enough tickets. Like, they don't understand all the struggles. They see us for 45 minutes to an hour having a good time on stage, and they just assume that we, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. they, you just having fun. That's how your job is fun. Hey, you know, a part of that, though, can I, I blame on us, though, right? So... We only post the good, right? So it's hard for them to not look at it from the outside and say, oh, you just having fun because our posts are the good. And I yeah. always laugh when I see people be like, yo, pack show tonight. I'm like, bitch, show the one where it was eight people. Like, show that Son, one. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, hey, <laughs> hey, dog, I tell comics all the time. I had a, I had a comedy club book me uh-huh. because I posted that I bombed. A comedy club owner hit me up. He own, It's a comic that owns the club. He says, man, I love you, material. I always loved you. He said, but you know why I booked you, man? You posted three stories in one month about how you bombed. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, because the bomb story is the best story. Yeah, we all right. kill. We all we always yeah. murder. We yeah. always out here slaughtering, bro. Yeah. I said, but post that story. Post the story where, 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 dude, I'm doing Jacksonville. Shout out to A-Train. Uh, <laughs> comedian A-Train. <laughs> Friday show, my dude, Friday show, amazing. I'm talking about straight up, you know one of them shows where you have an out-of-body experience where yeah. you're watching yourself slaughter. Yes. After the show, this lady walked up to me and says, yo, you my top three that ever come through Jacksonville. It's Marvin Dixon, Ronnie Jordan, then you. For me, I'm like, wow. yo, thank you. You know what I'm saying, bro? Them legends. Yes, sir. Bro, them, Saturday, though. Saturday, though. Bro, let me tell you something, dog. I was up there bombing so bad. This lady in the audience was like, somebody get this nigga off stage. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so that lady said, somebody get this nigga. Bruh, <laughs> I was supposed to give A-Train 35, 40 minutes. I gave that brother a hard 27. Oh, my God. I was him so bad. I, I, I told A-Train and his wife, I said, man, you ain't got to pay me. <laughs> hey, man, but listen, let me ask you this, Ken. No, so that's, yeah. hard. that's hard, though, because, you know, as long as we've been doing it, you got you got room flippers. You got jokes that's just gonna get everybody out of a rut. You got something to go to that's just gonna be like, all right, let me reset the room. You know what I mean? Like, but sometimes we do have those jokes where we be like, I don't know what I was on this first ten minutes. Yeah. But this next ten, I gotta get them. You know what I'm saying? So we've all been there, right? So was it the crowd as a whole? Was that's it- the thing, though. I Seinfeld, Seinfeld said it's the comedian. Seinfeld always said that. Because most of us, we're doing the same jokes. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're taking the same jokes. We're just going city to city. You may shift right. it a little bit. Depends on the city's dynamic. But Seinfeld always says it's the comedian. I always took that to heart. Like, look, I've been shooting the same the jumper the same way. It ain't the rim. It got to be my form. You know what I mean? So nice. that night, his wife said, even A-Train wife was like, yeah, it's a weird crowd. But then A-Train went up after me and ripped that bitch for for thirty some minutes, you know what I mean. So yeah. it it, w- it was me that night. My energy was off. My aura was off. You know yeah. what I'm saying. I, I you know it, it was me that night. I I was shooting the jumper and, and I wasn't spreading my fingers. You know yeah. what I'm saying. I wasn't rotating yeah. the ball. You know what yeah. I'm saying. That that night I would say that was me. Now that was a Saturday show. Sunday I said, man, I can't I can't have this bad oh, taste yeah. in my mouth, dog. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I'm going to the improv, man. And I went to the improv. I said, hey, man, I'm do- I need to do a guest spot tonight. And the GM, who's like one of my good friends, I'm like, hey, man, I need for you to get, please. I said, after the bombing I had this weekend, please, can I get 10 minutes? And I think it was, ah, oh, man, I can't remember who the headliner was. And I got 10 minutes, man, and, and ripped it. And I was like, I feel better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because yeah. on that drive back from Jacksonville to Orlando, that's two and a half hours. Yes, sir. You're like, man, I could have said this. I could have did that. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, like in your head, there's so many things you're going back and forth with. Like, man, I could have did this. I could have did that. Why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say that? You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, it, sometimes it's the audience, but a lot of times it's it, 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 it's a balance. Well, it, I mean, I'll, a, it can I'll, be I'll say it like this. You you said something that was was key in the beginning. Um, your ex-wife. Like, I, I have an ex-wife, too, right? So when I first started doing comedy, she was along for the ride. You know, she was there from the beginning, too, right? So she would always say to me, you wasn't being yourself. Like, you wasn't you. You know what I mean? When you when you on stage and you having fun and you acting silly and you being yourself, that's when you had the best sets. Yeah. And sometimes we do feel ourselves a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we step on stage, we're like, yo, about to kill this, John. And they can feel that energy. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 weird, but I can almost tell you when I bombed and where it went wrong. You know, like, um, the last two bombs I had, um, I don't use excuses, but the sound systems was jacked up. One I didn't know about, one I did know about. And I'm more upset about the one I did know about. Like I knew the sound system was messed up and I still went up there and tried to talk like it wasn't messed up. You know what I mean? And then then reacted to people not laughing at the jokes. You know what I mean? And it just went left. It went left. And uh, it was a table talking. I got on them about talking. I'm like, dude, I'm already struggling up here. What y'all going to talk for? You know what I mean? Like, 
in that situation yeah that's that's the lot that's the fault of the, the club you know what i'm saying the uh-huh. sound system terrible and, and, and but you know the crazy thing about that is man i just feel like every everybody want to do comedy every, that, every every everybody wants a comedy night and people understand man comedy intimate you yeah. if the sound system ain't right if the acoustics is bad if, if people aren't seated right yeah. Little things like that, you know what I'm saying? If, if you can't get drinks out in time, if you can't get food out in time, if your weight staff loud as a motherfucker, like it's, <laughs> oh. bro, it's so many things that can ruin a comedy show where I tell people, people, hey man, I'm been thinking about doing comedy at my bar. I said, all right, let me come check your bar out. And bro, you know, it'd be the size of a bedroom. Yeah. And I'm like, you want comedy in here? Yeah, man, we could probably get like 100 people. I said, bro, you can't get 10 people in here. Yes, sir. And let me hear your sound system. Oh, man, I just pulled this speaker out. And I said, bro, that, the sound system terrible. Oh, 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 hey, man, you a comic? You bring your own mic and stuff? No, I got to bring I got to bring the material to perform <laughs> in, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we all got them stories, man. And it's we funny. stories, man. I, oh, we'll turn. We, we ain't going to turn it. We ain't going to turn the uh, TVs off. We just going to turn the sound down. I'm like, dude, TV need to be off. Like, why, why is the TV on? People ain't going to pay attention to us if, if you all. TV on. You know, and then they be like, well, man, the last dude came, he killed it. I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not the last dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny when people set you up for failure, and then when it happens, they don't want to pay you. And I yeah. like, look, man, I want my money up front, because um, this is going to be a shit show. And I tell them that. And they be like, no, it's been good. And then, like, or, or this is the one I hate too, Ken. You come to a venue... And it's like 12 people. Oh, man, it was packed last week. Last week? <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that shit, man. Like, yeah. like, it was packed last that. week. That's my favorite. Yeah. Hey, if you was packed last week, then you only need to do a monthly show. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't, if you can't each week get it to, to which, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I, it used to upset me. But then I, I, I'm doing something new uh, this year, Jay. I'm doing something new. So... If if you if you live in Orlando, like where you out of? What where you out of? Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. So you Carolina fan like me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you if you in Orlando, a lot of clubs paper rooms. Um, you know, yeah. we got bonkers bonkers papers rooms. On an off night, the improv a paper room, and and that's been my comedy career for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. So I decided. I said, you know what, man, I'm a sell tickets. I'm going to see if I can sell tickets. So I got a show this weekend uh, called Ken Plus 10. That's when I put 10 local comics yeah, on. I've, I've seen, been running it. I've that, seen that before. Yeah. I've been running it for a minute. And I need, I said, my goal is 100 tickets. I've sold 37 okay. in the show tomorrow. And, okay. and so a lot of times, I, 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 what I'm getting back to is I can't get frustrated at the club because I, I, I can't sell tickets. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. but. But for something like that, when it comes to the club, if you if you week to week, if you can't sell tickets like that, then you need to be monthly. You need to do a right. monthly showcase and not a week to week, man. But but I but on the flip side, I understand the struggle because I was like, yo, I can't get ten dollars from y'all. Yeah. Like, like, you know, what I'm saying you'll, you'll drop sixty five dollars on a famous comedian. To sit in a sit in the arena or theater, you can't touch that person, can't take a picture with him, can't do. But but you've been following my comedy for ten plus years, and I can't get ten dollars. 
it's 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 uh it's hurtful, man. Um, hurtful, bro. Like like, bro, hurtful. Because I do I do a Jay Blisson friends every year during my birthday, right? So my Jay Blisson friends only headliners are on the show, and then I cut everybody time back so that they murder. I also tell the headliners no new material. Just hit them with the shit you know work and get off the stage. You know what I mean? So the crowd. It's mainly as people that they, they might have heard of, people that they do know, but it's people I know, the people that I'm fans of. The only kicker to the show is every year I do a brand new 20 in the middle. So I come in, I do a brand new 20, and then everybody else is entertainment. When I tell you the very first time I did it, I made like $2,400 because I did a door deal with the club. People was like, yo, this is one of the best shows I've ever been to. Man, I went to the next time, bro. I might have got not even a quarter of that. <laughs> but it was a better show. The next time, better show. I went back down to $10 and couldn't get half. And I'm like, why? You know what I mean? But everybody that went was like, yo, you're going to get better and better each time. Yo, they love it. That's the thing, bro. That's the thing that frustrates me is you'll, you'll do a show and you'll be the feature act. Like, I'd be the feature act for a hairline. They'd be like, man, yeah. you so funny. Right. Why don't you have your own night? I said, I did, but you motherfuckers didn't Whoa. buy no tickets for it. <laughs> that did? Oh, my I, God. I did. Listen. I had, I had a night. I had a weekend. I was here for a whole weekend, but now guess what I'm featuring? Because it's when I'm hairlining, y'all don't want to buy no tickets. And tell me, all right, so can <laughs> you in the same boat I'm in? So we in the improvs and Funny Bones. We travel because Stroop and them book us and stuff like that. But here's the thing about featuring. It's the sweet spot, right? Oh, it's the sweetest spot ever, especially when, if you're a headliner. When, when I walk in, when I walk in as the as the feature, my ideal is these people are about to be surprised by somebody they've never seen before, yep. and I'm about yep. to knock them off their chair, and they're gonna want to pay again after they realize what they get. Oh, hundred percent. Because they don't 100%. know who I am. They have no idea. And I believe it was one time I was in Kansas City, uh, the Kansas City Improv. And I was in the office in between shows on a Saturday, folding up my shirts, getting ready for the next show for, for my merch. And a lady was in the line and she looked through the window and was like, oh, my God, it's him. Like, like that. And I was like, the fuck? I'd only been there one time before. Yeah. This was like two years before, right? She's like, it's him, it's him, like that. And then she go, you the TTPS dude. And I was like, yeah. And she go, I've been telling my family about you for like two years. They all came tonight. And I just happened to be here and you here again. Bruh, ain't and how, I was, how, how dope is that? Dog, dude, when I tell you they whole her whole family was like, I'm so tired of this chick telling us about this damn joke. And so I went on stage, I did my set, and they came out, man. They all bought shirts. They like, yo, you way better than what she said. <laughs> you got to come back. You got to come yeah. back to Kansas City. And I'm like, yo, I was so amped. Because, like, what's the chances? What's the yeah. chance? You understand what I'm saying? So those are the type of things that when you got people that follow you, they spread out across the country. So they're not in Orlando or they're not close to you. But your people in your town, like Charlotte, they love me. They respect me. But they won't buy no tickets. They won't buy no tickets. And it hurt my heart, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, me and my wife just joined a new church. 
And um and Wednesday we went to the new, you know, we had been going for about a year, but we finally went to the new church, you know, seminar and everything, new member seminar. Yeah, yeah. And uh I was frustrated, man. I had my kids earlier that day. I was in my feelings because ticket sales is at like eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like I was at attitude with everybody. And uh and, and and I don't know, man. I went to church and my pastor was like, Hey man, I'm gonna buy some tickets, come to the show this weekend. My, his the associate pat his brother. Hey man, we come we come to the show this week. We bringing everybody out, man. And I, and I and they never seen me do comedy. You know what I'm right. saying? They just know that I'm a comic. Right. And and, and I felt I felt a lot better, man, because I know people see me. I know people people know me. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. that just made me feel a lot better. And you know, I apologize to my wife and to my kids. But I'm like, hey man, dad was a little upset about this show. Because this that's the first time I've ever put on a show where people had to actually, that I promoted for people to pay. Now, it's been shows I've been on where people had to pay to get in, yeah. but I didn't promote it because this was this mine. This is my brand. This is my thing. You know what I'm saying? This You know, you got j and Friends. This is Ken Plus 10. This is my show. This is yeah. nobody else's show. It's my show. So I was more frustrated. That I'm like, people know me. People see my name. People, you guys know who I am. Like. Well, you yeah, might be you might be surprised at the end though, because you know people do walk up and buy. Yeah, I I, I say this all the time because uh, I always think of janky promoters, Modesto yeah. Walk Up City. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. know Modesto Walk Up City, and I hope so. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. hope so. And, yeah. and and the great thing about the venue we use, hundred percent of the door money ours. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so it's the That's spot dope. where. It's the spot where we run our open mic. You know, I, I ran an open mic downtown for like nine years and uh-huh. I gave it to another guy and they end up moving it to a bigger venue. So it's that venue. So which it used to be the old improv downtown Orlando when the improv okay. was downtown. Yeah, it yeah. used to be the old improv. Then it was a bonkers. Then it was a restaurant. Now it's a now it's a club. Now it's, uh-huh. a, it's a restaurant, but it has a stage where you can perform and everything on. So you know they give us the venue for free and they give us hundred percent of the door. But because but but they know for our shows people coming in eating and drinking. When I yeah, did yeah. on a Monday, bro. When I did my toy drive, you know I do the toy drive every year. On a Monday, that bar made twenty seven hundred dollars. That's dope. When I did Ken, when I did my March Madness show, which is the bracket style challenge, that bar made thirty eight hundred dollars on a Monday, bro. On a Monday, we ain't talking about a weekend. We talking about a Monday. We ain't nobody trying to hang out. So you know, my main thing is this. You know, I I told the dude if I can get forty to fifty people, I'll be happy. And and then of course you know comics will come out. And like I told the comics, you're welcome to come out for free. You know, just sit in the back and eat. You got to drink, order a drink, order some food. You know what I'm saying? Just support the establishment. If I'm letting you in free, the least you can do is get two items. You know what I'm saying? Even if it ain't a rule to it, at least you can do is buy buy a drink or hell, a soda. Just buy something to support the club. If I'm I'm getting you in free, that's all I ask for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a... You know, it's a tough business, man. And I mean, yeah. you know, we got ideas. This pandemic threw everybody for a monkey wrench. Florida get beat up because we feel like y'all ain't never shut down. You know what I mean? Man, bro, like- bro, let me tell you something, dog. <laughs> we shut down in March. i never forget this. We shut down in March. I can't remember who the headliner was supposed to be. The headliner canceled, so it ended up being me in a comic named Jersey. And me and Jersey headlined the improv that weekend. It was the last weekend they were open. We opened back up in August. It was um, Lavelle Crawford was our first show. Mm-hmm. It was our 10-year anniversary. 
we get I walk in there, bro. Tables are spread out. We were only seating 150, and I think yeah. the club seats 325. Yeah. Everybody spread out. It's it's a weird setup. Weird, weird setup. And um, they got little plastic up around everybody, like Am Scott. Yeah. And yeah. um, bro, I get on stage, and when I tell you, I Hiroshima the shit out of that set. <laughs> I bombed so bad. And, and 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 that was one I blame on the club because I I blame on everything. The 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 setup was different for everybody. Everybody had the mask on. This is the first time out. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was scared. Like, am I allowed to laugh? Or what I'm supposed to do? What 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 are we supposed to do? I, seven to ten minutes, nothing. I bring the feature up. The feature did I. Lavelle yeah. went up. Of course, they paid to see Lavelle, and by that time, they were relaxed, and he slaughtered. Yeah. The next show, I got him back. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh no, no, we not doing it this weekend." But, but you're right, man. COVID had everybody weird in the beginning. Yeah. But I will say this: if you were a famous headliner and you were working in improv, every show sold out. Yeah. We sold out every weekend in Orlando Improv since we opened in August, but one weekend. And that wasn't that kid's fault. That was that was his management fault because they booked him in a city. He was an AGT comic. They booked him in a city the same time another AGT comic was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So they just did him dirty. Bro, show like DC Young Fly and and and, yeah. and, and DL and all them dude, they're at, they were adding shows. Yeah, like uh they adding shows. People are out. People are out now, especially in Florida. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, December this past year. I did the gig because they they had the COVID protocol in place. They took temperatures. They had a limit on people, and they did everything they were supposed to do. Uh, the the stage was uh, eight or uh, ten feet away from the audience. I mean, it was good. I already I had worked that club before. Sold out every show, and I was like, I ain't even famous. But them people up there was like, we coming to see you. You know what we I mean? Come so to see you. yeah, and yeah. I and I had a good time. I mean, you know, a lot of times like I'm working out material. I love headlining because you know you get the you know you get your like little five to seven minute space where you just want to work, just work stuff out. Like I'm, I'm gonna play around right here because I'm gonna get them back with this next part. You know, <laughs> like I yeah, love yeah, doing yeah. I love doing headlining sets because it will go anywhere at any time. You know, because you know what you're gonna do. You know your set. But you know, I also know that there are times within my set that I'm free to play around because I know maybe the next thing I'm about to do is about to bring them all the way back. You know what I mean? So that's where I take my risk. I take a lot of my risk during my headlining set. I never take my rest during a feature set, Um, but I will take a risk during a headlining set. And I don't do open mic as much as I used to just because I don't like the environment here. Okay, yeah. Now, see, I'll, I'll do open mic in Orlando when I get a chance, mm-hmm. but it's always funny because, you know, I, I have this silly nickname. They call me the godfather of Orlando comedy, only because mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the old, older guy. It's older comics here, but I'm the guy that when young, young comics come to more than anybody else. I'm the, I'm, I'm more, I'm touchable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, people yeah. can, can talk to me. Yeah. And, um, and I walk into open mic, they'll be like, yo, Kim Millie, Kim, Kim Millie, you what you doing here? Why yeah. you here? Like I'm a comic. I'm not allowed to come to open mic. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but you a comic, comic though. Like you go, like right. you. I'm like, yeah, but I want to come. I want to come see the talent. I'm, I, 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 I book a room. I got book MCs that are. I'm just kind of, bro. When I tell you, I walk in the room, bro. They, 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 they start straight fixing their tie and let me go up here and murder so Ken can see me. <laughs> yeah, and it's, but, it's, it's amazing. But you know, it's respect though. OG, basically, you know, they like OG, 
Like, yeah. I don't look at myself as OG. I call other comics OG, right? OG, yeah. But then, like, one of the bookers here in Charlotte was like, Bliss, I don't care whether you think, though, or not, you, 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 they respect you. There was, there was a comic that went on one of our local pages, our comic pages in, for Charlotte, and he was, he was blasting the comedy zone. And I'm like, yeah, bruh. And, and then so I put a, a gif up of me lighting a cigar. Like I was lighting a cigar. Like I'm just here for the comments. And everybody started laughing and shit, right? <laughs> so they're like, and so one of the bookers is like, you need, your silence is complicit. And I'm like, yo, man, we go through this every what? Five or six years? Bruh, one kind of get mad. Five or six years, shit. Yeah. Every every couple of months. <laughs> start shitting on the comments. Every couple said, of months, man. I said, but I said the other comments to get them in line. And, it, and he's like, okay, that's a good enough statement. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. laughing because people were like, um, Bliss, you don't never comment on here. I'm like, yo, this is funny to me. Like, this is always one of them. It's always one of them that think they're funnier, funnier than what they are. And 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 then basically what the next comment I put at the very bottom of the post was 300 comments on this one post. All of y'all could have wrote 10 minutes of material. All of y'all could have wrote 10 minutes of material just now reading through all this bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, and that's why you're not getting booked. Yeah, and, I do. I, I yeah, and, and, and I agree with you on that, man. It's a young comic out of Tampa. He kept pop putting all this in the club. Don't mess with me. And I knew the club he was talking about. And the, mm-hmm. and the club he was talking about, it's a, a great club, new owner, good guy. I pulled a comedian to the side. And he was at the club after he had posted about it. I pulled him to the side. I says, hey, man, look. This is your this this is probably gonna be your home club. Yeah. The right. last thing you want to do is jump on social media and bash the only club in town that's gonna book you because it's not going the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you've been doing comedy two years. Oh my god. What, what are you? What are you? What, like, what are you guys expecting out of this in two years? In two years, like, what do you? What do you, y'all want? You head? You think you really got forty five minutes? You think you got twenty five <laughs> minutes? I mean, you might can get up there for forty five minutes, but it ain't gonna be funny. I said, unless you, unless you, Richard Pryor, you a protege of stand up, or you Dave Chappelle, you just a protege, and you just, you just, you LeBron James straight out of high school. You know. I said, right. even in two years, bro, I was featuring, and it was shitty. Yeah, dude. It was it was terrible. Say, say that again. It was terrible. In two years, I was featuring, and it was fucking awful. But in Orlando, Bonkers had so many rooms, they need they made you feature. Like, nah, you you ready, Ken? I'm like, for what the feature? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> just 25 minutes, bro. I would do 15 minutes of material and 10 minutes of stock jokes. Yes. Because I didn't have it, but they were like, you got to do it. I'm telling you, comics, you're, you're in such a rush and nothing in stand-up comedy has changed. Right. The pay hasn't changed. Nope. The clubs ain't changed. Nope. The way they treat you ain't changed. Bro, Bonkers pays the same 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing is nothing's changing. Nothing has mm-hmm. changed. I said, so enjoy your first five years of stand up. Have fun. Open mic it. Go, you know, not get paid. Uh, get stiff. Go perform for eight. I said, it's enjoy that time. But if you two years in and you mad because you ain't featuring at a club and this motherfuckers has been doing eight or ten years and they still trying to work their way in the feature and they better than you. Yeah. Come on, man. I like I, I do I don't I'll be asking comic like what do you expect like one comic I went back and forth with Jay and uh this comic was she was like 
it was two of them within the same month. Man, you taking food out my kid's mouth. I said, what? I said, motherfucker, you been doing comedy three months. What food? <laughs> what 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 food have I taken from your family? <laughs> I said, ain't no comic getting paid three months in. None, no comic. None, none. none. So I'm, I'm dude, like, bro, the 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 mindset of young comedy, but it's funny because I think once they get to where we're at and they look back. They're like, man, I was stupid as shit. Well, that's the that, thing. That, it's that like we don't. I, I mean, I tell, I, I'll see somebody will send me their first set. They be like, yo, tell me what you think. Ugh. And I'll go, uh, and then you know, I'm looking at it from a 15 year veteran, right? So I'm like, hey, man, your stage presence is good. Like, put that mic stand behind you. Stop fumbling with the cord. Um, they like, yo, what about the joke? Oh, the jokes is shitty, my dude. Listen, don't worry about the jokes. The jokes. <laughs> Don't worry about that. You're going to hate that shit a year from now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got on stage. That's the most important part. You know what I mean? They're like, well, you didn't like the joke? Like, dude, trust me. That material you got right now, you'll never use it. Never use it again. Now. You know what I'm saying? Never like, use it again. Like, you, you'll, Ever. Hate, you'll hate it. I say, but I'm looking at what I see. What I see is you're engaging. Like, that's what you need to be. That's You got to be charismatic on stage. You got to be able, you got to be non-threatening. You didn't come out your mouth with a curse word the first three minutes. You understand what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that you got to kind of teach the young people that don't understand comedy and they feel like, yo, I know what I'm doing. Like, nah, you don't. No, nah, you don't. These are strangers. No, nah, you don't. No, nah, you, nah, you don't. So I walk on stage. I don't look like you, right? I don't look like my background is from your background, but I got to get you to like me in these first three minutes. You understand what I'm saying? And once yeah. I draw you in, because I got some shit I want to say, but once I draw you in, once I get that first head back laughter, I'm like, I got you. Now I can say anything I want to say in this last 10 minutes. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. like, and that's the that's the that's the glorious part of it. Like, I love being in in a, in a packed room with a whole bunch of people that don't look like me, and them them put their they utensils down and and look in awe of. What the fuck is this dude talking about? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's, like, yep. it's like I'm about yep. to body slam this whole room in like two minutes. You know what I mean? And, two, and, and, I, and yeah, dude, that's the, that's such a that's a great analogy, man. You you, uh, I I you say this too all the time, man. I you got to get in front of a group of strangers mm -hmm. and make them laugh. Like the, you've never met these people. Like, even when I end my show, I end my headline and set the same way, and I say it exactly like this. I end my headline set the same way. You put your money in a comedian that you never heard of, and I hope you had a good time tonight. Yes, sir. Because you guys ain't never heard of me. You know what I'm saying? But to get back to the to the young, the thing about the young comics when they see the video, it's always terrible. Yeah. I, I've never got a video from a young comic where I was like, "Hey man, you going somewhere?" <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I'm like, "Hey man, you like one comic sent me a video." I'm like, "Bro, you, you know this joke." Hey, you know, the WNBA for the lesbians. I said, yeah, I, 40, 400 comedians have said this before you when the WNBA started 20 years ago. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I, I, this is why I ask comedians, young comedians, when they get on stage and they do the hackiest of hacky. Right. I, first thing I say is, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. Do you got kids? Mm -hmm. Are you married? Are you in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, all of that. I said, well, why the fuck you ain't talking about that? I said, you yeah. see. I said, you're sitting in front of people who are going through exactly what you're going through right mm -hmm. now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're going to do. I do this joke. I, I see. I know you say you got your joke about the TTBS. I got yeah. a joke about the bag of bag of flour. My mama beat me with a bag of flour when I was a kid. Now, <laughs> this is the thing. 
Jay, I called a joke back throughout the whole set. <laughs> okay, okay. I love callbacks. <laughs> okay, Call, okay. If, if, if they laugh at a callback, that yeah. means they paying attention. Right. Bro, when I'm done with that show, everybody comes up to me. Bro, when I was a kid, my mama beat me with it. Bro, <laughs> you ever been whooped with my mama? Do, oh, and now I'm the bag of flower guy. Right. I go to a city. Let me not do the bag of flower joke. Hey, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, hey, bro. Yeah. Dude, I've had people bring me bags of flour to the show. That's hilarious, Ken. Dude, I, I sell a shot glass that got a bag of flour on it. People will say, hey, man, she's taking a shot tonight and tag me in the Instagram post with the shot glass. Dang, you know what I'm saying? Bro. So, so I'll be telling comedians, you got to talk about something that people can relate to or been through <laughs> and they'll rock with you. But if you get on stage like, yeah, man, so, you know, I, 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 was, I was eating Taco Bell and took a shit in the parking lot. And I'm just like, who who in this room done that? Nobody. Like, and and, and like, everybody eating. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, it's so like you can't really tell them. Like that that's funny. And, and for those that listen, I mean, mostly my my podcast, I really feel like it's for comedians. But anybody's listening that's not a comedian, what a callback is is for you to make a reference of something in one joke, and then later on in the show bring that reference back, and that's what a callback is. And it's funny for those that pay attention. Callbacks are those for those people that pay attention, and they get rewards for it if they did pay attention to that joke. But yes, that's what that is. But let me tell you, man, like um, reading the room—that's another thing that's huge. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about something else. And you still have your corporate job, which is dope, yeah. which is dope because I stopped mine in 2016. I stopped mine in 2016. I wish I still was working in corporate America. I do. But when I tell you that is two full time jobs and people Bruh. do not respect that shit, that is a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. The traveling part is the tricky part. But once you figure it out, that shit is golden. That shit is yeah. golden. And, you know, and it's crazy because I've I've heard a lot about how comedians don't respect comics who have a day job. I respect and the I'm fuck like, out of that shit. But but <laughs> but what's funny is those same comedians that drive Uber or do Uber yeah. Eats or yeah. Postmates. I'm just like or deliver pizzas. I'm like, yeah. what? So wait, what? What? Because I have this a is, good day nah, job. This is what I say, Ken, and I and I, I don't care who hears this, and I don't care what they feel about it. Um, if you have a background or you have another gift that you're able to provide, because uh, basically God gives you gifts to allow you to create wealth. Comedy is one of them. All right. But I also went to college for four years and I graduated with honors not to be fucking sitting on my ass. So if I have a background in banking, which I do for 17 plus years, and my resume fucking gets me a job, I'm going to take that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, unless I'm making a million dollars doing jokes. Unless I'm making enough money to where I can take care of my family, I get them health insurance, I can put money away for savings. Like, what's the comedian? LeVar, is LeVar Walker? LeVar Walker. He's a pharmacist. That's my friend. He's a pharmacist, bro. He's making a hundred plus thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm a a network engineer for, for, well, Next Hill Sprint, now T-Mobile. You see the shirt in the background. Only because we had a team meeting yesterday, so I hung that up so they can see the shirt. Normally, I have A&T or, or, or the Tar Heel shirt in the background. No doubt. And, um, but, yeah, man, I, but the thing about it is I work remote, so I could take my gig anywhere. 
when I don't have a gig, guess what? I'm not, I ain't starving. I ain't got to worry about if my rent going to get paid. I ain't got to worry about if my car going to get repossessed. I got enough money where I can get a brand new car. So guess what? I'm more reliable because I can get to where I got to go. If I got to buy a plane ticket the last minute, guess what? I got the money put to the side. And it was, it was a comedian, I think his name was Longhorn. Who who did this video about yeah Longhorn did a video about people being upset at comics at work. He says, Yeah, but we're 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 and I'm not saying this for any comedian that doesn't have a day job. He's speaking for the ones who speak ill of comedians with day jobs. Right. He says, We're we're gonna show up, we're gonna be most time more professional. We're gonna be able to get to the gig and we got a better car. We're gonna be able to buy a plane ticket. We're gonna have fresh clothes because we work. We're gonna go buy some gear. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna fight with you because uh, you ain't gonna give me no chicken tenders. All I can eat is <laughs> chicken tenders. I can't have a steak. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and, and this is his video, and that's not my perspective. Right. I, I like having a day job because I'm comfortable. Right. I'm comfortable. I don't make that much money off comedy. You know, not last year because last year was the epidemic year, but the year before that, I think I made between seventeen and twenty-one thousand dollars in comedy. Uh-huh. Bro, I have a wife, a mortgage, two car notes, child support. Twenty-one thousand. Yeah, bro, come work. on. Yeah, that, that ain't gonna work. work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with my day job, I'm able to afford to take care of all that. I got, I was able to buy a new house, buy me a car, buy my 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 wife a car. You know, my kids need money. I ain't got to be like, hey man, look, let me get this check for this gig real quick. And I got, hey man, here y'all go, y'all go, go out, go to the movies. And like, I'm 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 comfortable. Yeah. So if you're a comic and you don't like the comics with day jobs or or comics as well, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's, oh, Matt, comedians have mad streams of income. That's like telling Steve Harvey he can't do comedy, Family Feud, have right. a sitcom, have a TV show. Like wow. that's like telling somebody you that's can't dope. do, Damn. you can't do all of it's. Hey, you a comic? You can't do movies and stand up. Right. You you a comic? You can't do comedy and the radio, dude. I right. also got a radio program. I'm on. Right. You know, since I get paid for. So it's I got so many avenues of of money and, and um, revenue coming in. Why? Why? What's the issue with having a day job? Same, and I, I never same, understand why comedians yeah. get upset at that. And I feel the same way for the headliners that don't allow their features to sell merchandise. <sighs> why? That that that'll make me want to fight somebody. And yeah. the last comic that did it was a female. And um, I confronted her in the green room about the shit. And um, I was like, real like, so you not letting me sell? She was like, well, apparently she felt like I said something about her, which I didn't, but she was emotional at the time. And I'm like, that's some bullshit. But the crazy thing about it was I was out selling her. I was out selling her. Oh, yeah. That's all that is. And that's all it was. (laughs) But I'm like, that's all that was. You ain't never gonna have to work with me again. But don't, don't, don't fucking, you know, hurt my my pockets. You know what I mean? So what I did was I just sold the shit outside the club. So like yeah, when that, I went they outside, <laughs> when they went outside, people was like, "Oh, I'm looking for your shirt." I was like, "It's down here." They was like, "Oh, it's down here, y'all." Everybody came down there and started buying shirts and shit. I'm like, "You ain't gonna stop me from selling." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if this club yeah. don't ever bring me back, I don't give a fuck. The thing I told the manager of the club was, he's like, "Man, like, there's nothing we can do about it. Once they say that, we gotta go by what they say." And I was like, "That's fine. She won't be back next year." And it was like, "Why?" I was like, "Cause I know she ain't sell out this room." So. Yo, y'all brought her for name recognition, but she ain't sell out this room. So y'all yeah. not going to bring her back. You know what I mean? I've seen this shit happen over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Somebody get hot one year. They start booking them. They give them all these dates. The next year, they ain't got them dates no more. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, but I'm like, you can't shit on somebody like that. Cause here's the thing, you never know when you're gonna have to meet that person again somewhere. Now, what happens two years from now? Something happened, I blow the fuck up. Now I'm the hot sauce dude of the, of the fucking year and comedy, and, and I'm giving all these people work and I'm getting everybody put on, and here you come. Yeah. Out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never understood the not letting the feature. I've never understood that people come to see you, the headliner. Ain't nobody yep. come to see my ass. Yep. Ain't nobody even know I was on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I I ain't got paid but six hundred dollars for the weekend. You probably taking home ten, fifteen, twenty grand. I'm getting six hundred. I can't sell a shot glass. Right. I can't I can't sell a shirt. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, m- half my money came to, for travel. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you, 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 they paid your ticket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, man. Like, only now I will say this: the only time I won't let the host or guest spot sell. You know what I'm saying? Now, because it, it, the only reason I won't do yeah. that if I'm yeah. headlining, absolutely then it look like not. a flea, and then it look like a flea market out there. We all got merch. Absolutely. But if I'm Absolutely. headlining, the feature come to say, bro, I got a, a home where we both headliners here in Orlando named Mike Curlehe. Curlehe sell a fire wallet. Curly he sell a fire watch. And bro, when Hurley he sell merch, I don't even set my shit up. Because ain't nobody, bro, ain't nobody buying my little ass shot glasses. They going straight for their watches, bro. Me they and Mike, <laughs> me, me and Mike Hurley, me and Mike Hurley, he did um Vero Beach. We did Hero yeah. Beach. I headlined, he featured. Um, and Mike set up his shit. But that damn, that damn, damn TTVS, <laughs> that shit right there, he was like, damn, you sell a lot of shirts. I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That joke is that good. <laughs> he like, yo, it's, it's, I need it's hard with Mike. <laughs> it's hard with Mike, bro. Mike be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's Mike my actually, dog. Mike, Mike actually Mike helped the radio myself. with me. Yeah, we're oh, on the radio. Okay. That's yeah, right. That's right. That's right. I did see that. I did see that. Mike, Mike is uh Mike is a great dude, man. Uh it's funny because he got sons. He, I got daughters, he got sons, shit like that. We talk about our kids a lot on stage and things like that. But uh I miss Florida, man. Like it's certain gigs I do in Florida, man. I just like doing like Vero Beach is one of them because you get the older crowd at the early show, you get the younger crowd at the late show. That's always good. And I like doing uh um what's the what's the name of the shit? Uh the one that looked like the castle. Down Port in, Charlotte. Port Charlotte. Bruh, there you go. The best food of any comedy Bassani. club in the Bassani. United States yes. of yes. America. I get, the, I get the I get the steak on Sunday. Uh I get the uh what they they got the, the freaking fettuccine, man. The that, damn bruh, they, I said, how y'all got salmon that's better than any seafood place I've ever <laughs> dude. I just did I just did uh Vasani's. I opened for Damon Wayans. Oh, cool. When, let, let me tell you something, bro. That brother did eight. I have never done eight shows in a weekend ever in my mm. life. Mm. Sunday late show came, bro. I was talking like this. Yeah. I had I had no voice. That room seats 350 people sold out every show. Yeah. $55 a head. Then you got to think food wise and drinks per person that all spending 45 50 bucks yeah. he had to have made five hundred thousand dollars that weekend <laughs> he had to have made at least a half a meal that weekend <laughs> off of just food drink like he had to have came up that weekend yeah but it, it's but your, probably, but your yeah. pay stayed the same <laughs> oh yeah my pay was the same i was like bro you could throw you could have threw me a hundred in the extra hundred bucks but damon didn't sell merch 
and I just started selling new. I started selling the, the mask with the bag yeah. of flour on it. Yeah. So I said, let me try this out. I sold the mask, and the first night I only took 30. I sold all 30 masks on that Thursday show. Nice. I had, and me and my wife make them. I had to call my wife. I says, we need more masks, like right, right now. My wife all day was cutting, we got the, cutting them, pressing, cutting, pressing. So Friday show, I didn't have any masks. Saturday and Sunday, I had 60, man. Bro, I sold all, man, I sold all them masks. Now, I just went and did um, Fort Myers. Yeah. They don't wear no masks. They, they, they know where you go in that city. They got a mask on for my last that, um, last oh, that's, um, comedy club. That's boys. Um, that's my boys. Jamie club. own it now. Oh, um, Jamie Morgan owns it now. His partner got out of it. Yeah, it used to be a cat named Brian. No, nah, the tall, the tall comedian. Okay, tall yeah, yeah, comedian. he's in it too. He's still in it too. No, I can't that's, remember that's his who, name. Yeah, that's who I know. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah. I worked with him. I said I was the owner. That was the owner, and uh, yeah. Jamie was the booker. Yeah, James, they they like owner own. They're like, I guess, half and half. Or yeah, okay. 70, yeah, I 30. Know. I, I know he has some ownership in it. And uh, but yeah, I sold masks there and I took four, I took 40, but I also took my press machine. I'm like, look, if, if they sell well, I just make some more masks. And it took me all weekend to sell them 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, when it comes to merch, man, some places you go. Man, that shit be gone off the shelf. And then some places you go, you be like, hey man, look, I'm gonna have to ship this back. UPS because I can't take all this shit on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right. well, that's that's the thing about the t-shirts. That's why that's why I um I I uh I drive a lot of places I go to because I can bring more more merchandise if I drive. Yeah. So that's why I always that's why I always um drive when I can because I bring more merch. Uh Eric Grady is the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Tall Eric, dude with the weird oh, beard and yeah, mustache. Yeah. Right. I, I just met him. Yeah, we did. I got a, a, I almost got to a fight at a comedy club a few weeks ago. And I what? met him, bruh. Young comic. A young comic, bruh. So I'm doing the improv. It's the graduation show. Mm-hmm. And um I, I go up at the end. I understand the graduation show, the improv. Half of them are students, half of them are friends of the guy that, that runs the comedy class. They're right. They they shouldn't even they shouldn't be on the show, but one of the comedians was mad because I was on the show. You ain't come none to the comedy classes. You ain't do this, and 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 last, a, a year and a half ago, a comic won the competition, and I made fun of him. He was handicapped, and I said I, I knew the handicapped motherfucker was gonna win. Y'all, you know, something you know what comics yeah. do. Right. The kid laughed. He wasn't even mad. This guy held animosity for, to me for a year and a half. Now understand you, I done seen this motherfucker for a year and a half. He never said nothing. I'm on stage. I do my set. Then I always I start messing with the crowd. We they laughing, having a good time. He this nigga Kanye West me took the mic out my hand and was like, "All oh, these the comedy classes for the comedy class. This ain't about you. This ain't." So I'm sitting there like, he, what? he I'm like he joking, right? He leave. I'm still in my head like he joking. And I go outside. I say, "Hey man, I need to know before I you know because I just got saved." So I just need to know if I'm a, how I'm gonna pop off, cause dude, my, my wife would tell you, bro, I was the pop off comic. Like when I had, when I met Hurley, I had be, I had just beat up two comedians at an open mic the night I met Hurley. So I'm like, hey man, look, 
I just need to know where we are. We you joking? He was like, "Yo, fuck you, walk off." And I was like, "And there we and there we go." What the Joker said, and there we, there we go. go. <laughs> right, and bro, right. I don't, I don't do the the bartender at the improv had to throw me on his shoulder like a little kid, <laughs> with the feet kicking. <laughs> but later on, we squashed it. But I felt shitty because I meet the guy that owned the club I'm working with. Two weeks later, yeah. he see me fighting. Wow, <laughs> he bro. He see me fighting, bro. And I'm like, look, man, this ain't how I really am. Yeah. And then Hurley, he was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's how he is. Because when I first met him, he was beating up two comedians. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, but hilarious. I, I, but I've gotten better, Jay. I, I've, I've gotten better with conflict resolution yeah. uh, before I go off. Yeah, because this is the thing about me. I'm I'm from Greensboro, Southside Greensboro. I'm yes, number eight of eleven kid. I grew up in Hampton Home, Southside, and 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 people see the nerdy, the glasses, the I'm an engineer. They see that guy. They, they don't understand. Yeah. They they don't test me, and I'm the nice guy. But then when I come out that shell, everybody like, oh, uh, uh, hey man, I didn't even know you did this. And I'm right. like, but I don't want to come out the shell. I say, hey man, let's. I, I, I always approach it like, hey man, look man, let's let's talk. Let me let's let's man let's talk, and they don't never want to talk. They yeah. always want to fight, and I'm yeah. like, well, guess what? God damn it, we fight. We fighting today. <laughs> we yeah. now we, now hey, we got man. to fight today. Now and yeah. I'm trying to get better. My wife has been patting me on the back. She said, you know, you've been doing a lot better. You ain't been going off on people. I said, I'm trying, but That's the dude hilarious. took me out of and it and it messed with me, man. I'm in therapy every Saturday. <laughs> you know, child, for real, childhood trauma, um, yeah. black trauma, yeah. trauma sharing. You know what I'm saying? Just as black men, what we go through that people think is making us tougher men, it's not. It's really fucking us up inside. Yeah. So I was telling my therapist about the fight, and I got emotional about it. I said, because I let an open micer bring me out of my element and yeah. stoop to him. You know what I mean? And, and it really made me feel bad because the fucking booker is at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the show. That I'm about to fight it. <laughs> but you know what, man? The crazy thing about it is, man, like, um, I will say this, man. It's like, at the end of the day, we all men, right? And, you know, when somebody disrespecting a man, it's something about disrespect that 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 throws everything out the window. I don't Dude, care how corporate or how, how, how corporate or how professional I am. When you disrespect me, all that shit got out the window. Yeah. And, and I've yeah. done that on social media where somebody get like, say something left-handed. And I was like, I remember one time it was in that little, little comedian page on Charlotte. Oh, the comedian page and comedian pages are the and, best. And the Joker threw my name into some shit. Like he was like, yeah, people think Burpee funny and that Jay Bliss dude and them motherfuckers ain't fun. I got on that shit. I said, Hey, my dude, I don't think you know me. Um, and do not put me in no categories with anybody that you speaking of. Now, anybody in here know if you got something to ask me or something to talk about, I'm the I'm the most approachable person in the world. But do not say my name out your mouth, especially when you're talking about something derogatory and you're talking about me not being funny and what I do. Now, now that I know who you are and you know who I am, when I see you, say those same things. Keep that yep. same energy Keep that same and we'll energy. decide man to man and in case you're wondering i am 6'2 220 plus so had that same energy you know what i'm saying so uh i might look short but yeah. i'm not <laughs> like, and the crazy thing is right bro now. 
They <laughs> never have that energy. Never. They never had that same energy. They never had that same energy. They, they, they hit you up with a message. Hey, man, you know, I, I was either I was drinking nah, or, man, man, I was mad about something. And I tell them all the time, I said, man, I'm the most approachable headliner in the state of Florida. Absolutely. Just message me. Just say, hey, Ken, look, you said this, you did this. Hey, man, I felt some type of way about it. I said, I have more respect for you for that than a little subliminal shot at me. Hey, motherfucker, they tell the godfather, but they, you know, I have more respect for you if you just, as a man, pull me to the side and be like, hey, Ken, look, hey, man, I, when I did my set the other night, man, you got up and walked out, and I felt disrespected because I really look up to you and I wanted you to watch my set. And I'd be like, hey, man, hey, dude, my wife called. I had, you never know. My wife called, I had to step out. Oh, man, I had been drinking, bro. I needed to get some, like, like you, but instead, instead of getting the story and seeing what happened, they automatically, what, what Drake called it, Twitter fingers. Yeah. They automatically got Twitter fingers and they on social media. Motherfucker, you ain't better than me. But you, all you had to do was pull me to the side and be like, hey, man, look, this is how I feel. And then Absolutely. I'd be like, I do. Well, this is how I feel. Well, well, how can we come to a resolution where we agree with each other and we cool? Because I'm, man, I'm 44 years old. I'm divorced, remarried. I got two and a half kids. I'm black. I'm 171 years old. Look, Absolutely. <laughs> when you put all that together, dude, Absolutely. I'm, I'm 171 years old. <laughs> and, I, and I feel I'm like old. that on Mondays, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I'm man. Oh, I don't want to fight with you guys. I don't want to argue with you guys, man. We're we're, we're not in our 20s anymore. Yeah. We're, we're, four, we're 40 years old. We're, we're Some of us about to be 50. Absolutely. Let's sit down. We can have a drink. Smoke a cigar. I love cigars. Smoke a cigar. Me hey too. man, let, let's. Hey man, let what you want. Let's talk, bro. And then let's do that. And then I have more respect for you. And guess what? Hey man, I like your style. I need a host for next weekend, man. You know there what? You you, I like what you did, young man. I, I, I I'm gonna give you a guest spot this weekend. We got a big headliner in town. Let me get you a guest spot. But if you go Twitter finger on me. I ain't giving you shit. You heard yourself. You heard your own pockets. What got you into cigars, Ken? Got Tori. <laughs> word. Word. Son, I'm on the road with this dude, and I've been working with Guy Tori for years. You know, I call him my big bro. You know, in comedy, yeah. you got your big brother, you got like your comedy uncle. You know, yeah. like John yeah. Hinton, my comedy uncle. Rest in peace, Spanky. Spanky yes, was my comedy uncle. Yes, sir. So now, now I become the comedy uncle. It's so that's how I know we getting old, bro. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm on the road with Guy, and he said, Yo, you smoke cigars? I'm like, Bro, all the time. Jay, I ain't never smoked a cigar. <laughs> you might kill yourself. <laughs> Bro, that dude gave me the cigar. He was like, bro, you I said, look, man, I just wanted to hang out with you, man. I ain't <laughs> but now I'm 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 learning them. I didn't, you know, I'm learning like the the robust, the medium, the mouth, yeah. the pepperita. You know, let my me, wife me, um, my wife me, loves cigars. Let me give you, let me give you the 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 six degrees of separation that you just told me. John Hinton. First time smoking a cigar. With yours truly. Nice. We were in Richmond. We went to Mona's after the show. The smoky ass one. That's yes. the one with all the black people. Yes. On the yes, Thursday I like night. that spot. So, I like so, that spot. So John, we like, yo, me and me and the, me and the uh, host was like, yo, we going over to Mona's. You want to roll over to the cigar lounge with us? He's like, I'll, I'll hang out with y'all for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So we like, cool. We get over there. It's packed. They don't even got spots in there. But one of the people was like, the door was like, yo, ain't that Overton? 
And was like, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the dude was famous. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to get my stick. Cause he's I so pay cool. Like, yeah. He's so cool. Like you wouldn't even know he had a fucking hit TV show. Right. So we walk in, and as soon as we walk in, man, it whoo, everybody like crowdless, right? So I'm like, yo, we gonna sit right here. The dude was like, oh, that's cool. So I'm like, I'm over at the humidor. I'm getting a stick. Like <laughs> I'm ready to, I'm ready to smoke at this point. So sounds like yo, how we how we do this? I'm like, oh, all right. Let me give you, let me give you like a little mile. Let me get you a Connecticut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like something mild or whatever. Start off with or whatever. Cut it for him or whatever. Then I was showing him how to light it, but I was like, all right, look, you you want to go ahead and light it for? He like, man, I don't know how to do this. So he's trying to light it from my lighter, and I'm like, listen, don't ever, never, never do this shit again. Like, <laughs> like, like, you like your own, you like yeah. your own cigar. You know what I'm saying? But it was funny because. Uh, cigars to me, man, it's just it's another subculture that people really don't know about. Like people don't understand the 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 the, the conversation. You go anywhere, anywhere in the world, somebody that doesn't even have the same political beliefs as you will sit down and have a conversation with you over cigar, over cigar, Does over cigar, dude. It, oh, all over a cig man. I've had so many business meetings at Corona Cigar Bar downtown. Yeah, over sir. a cigar. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Just chilling, smoking. You know, I'm a whiskey guy, so I have a whiskey. I don't, I don't yeah. hang out with motherfuckers that don't drink at all. They, they drink yeah. iced tea, and I'm fine with that. Yes, sir. But yeah, yeah, man, that's that dude. Yeah, the, the thing about him, man, I, I had a, I got a story like that with Mark Curry. Yeah, I did Tampa Improv with Mark Curry, and Mark Curry had never had Fireball before. Okay, the shot. Okay. He was drinking that shit all weekend. So we go to a club. <laughs> we go to a jazz spot. It's packed. And I, the, the dude was like, yo, is that Mr. Cooper? I was like, yeah. He says, y'all come on, man. Y'all come on in. <laughs> man, we go up to the spot. We walk through. Everybody, yo, it's Mr. They trying to take pictures. Like, yo, Ken, yo, young man, yo, Slim. No more pictures, bro. So I'm like, I got you. Hey, man, no more pictures. Mark, Mark, Mark Curry, no more pictures. But it's so funny that 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 you forget because you hanging with him that weekend that they you had a hit TV show. Dude, I'm trying to have a good time. He's being bothered. And then I'm like, all right, I'm like, yo, just come chill over here and we just tell everybody to, to chill out. You know what I mean? And it was funny because my, 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 my friend brother was texting another group of people that was at Mona's. He in South Carolina, but he realized I was at Mona's because I sent a picture. He like, yo, you got Fret in there too. I'm like, what? So he like, I just hit him up and dude came over and was like, yo, Myron, my homeboy, um, we all over here celebrating my birthday. So I had a whole table full of frat brothers over there too. I'm like, yo, we up and enjoy. He like, what you smoking? He gave me a stick and a drink on him. I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm, I'm living it up up in here. You know what I'm saying? But you do forget because you just having a good time. That's why I don't know if I'm ready for the limelight. I don't know if I'm ready to be that famous where I can't just enjoy myself yeah. without somebody I, bothering I, I, me. I, I don't, when I was young comic, I wanted the fame. Yeah. Now I I just want the I just want the money and, and the to bookings. be able to do. I was just about to say that I want, I want to be able to send a, a email to a booker and they actually reply back. I want to be able to be booked on my own doing, meaning I get to say three weeks out of every month for twelve. I take that. I take that. And they say, why not four? Because I need that one week. And yeah, I need that one and, and that's the thing. People who aren't comics don't understand mm -hmm. that even even though we're Thursday through Sunday or Friday or Saturday and we only at nights, comedy takes a lot out of you. Because, you know, you, we're night. So we're, we're at night. You know, we're eating terrible. You know, all our energy goes into 
you, you, it's therapy. We're, we're giving you all of our fucking darkness, our, our everything that's wrong with us. We're throwing it at you and, and making you feel good. You know what I'm saying? You know, my, I tell people, I used to say, my pain is your joy. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. pain is your joy. And when you put all that out for six or seven shows or four shows, you're exhausted. And then, you know, comments like us, we drive everywhere. Yes, you sir. drive in eight, nine, ten hours. You're, yes, you're exhausted. You're in a hotel room that you're not familiar with, so you're not sleeping well. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not your bed. You know, it's so much to it that people don't understand that wears us out. But ain't nothing, and I mean not a fucking thing, about their better than stand-up comedy. Nah. Ain't nah. nothing, bruh. I, hey, man, everybody want to do comedy now. Every Everybody. actor, singer, wrestler. But they realize, <laughs> but they realize when they step on that stage, this shit ain't easy bro, at all. It ain't easy. Nah, it, it ain't, ain't, it ain't easy at all, man. I'm telling you, bro. But yeah, man. So that's yeah. that's been my journey. Yo, I'm gonna definitely. Journey, we definitely gonna have to. I'm a quick fire through the last portion of the podcast, man. But we definitely gonna have to get up, man, and smoke a stick. Um, eventually, man. Especially if you come back through town man um uh greensboro comedy zone you know i do that twice a year but if you're ever there and i'm not in town man i'll definitely come up there man or meet you somewhere man we go to a lounge or something man smoke one i bet back, yeah. you know i'm saying but uh what i like to do on on the bliss is ignorant podcast if you ever watch the uh, actors guild studio with james lifton rest in peace we'll fire yeah. off questions to the guests so i remixed it a little bit you just hit me off with what uh what you got all right all right, man. What's your uh, favorite word? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. no pause no, whatsoever. No. That joke came right out. Like, my, uh, my kids will tell you it's bruh. I say bruh, bruh all the time. Bruh. Bruh. That's, bruh. Your kids will definitely yeah, my, let you know what's your favorite. Yeah, yeah, my kids say bruh. bruh. Even my kids say bruh. Bruh. That's funny. <laughs> all right, so what's your least favorite word? Ooh. Dude, I don't have one. That's don't? I, I don't have a lead. No, not a, not at all. Okay, all right, not at all. Okay. Um. So my my. No, phrase, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. So just a word you just don't like hearing. Like a lot of people, I had some people on the con on the podcast say toxic is they they, they least favorite word. They don't like. Oh, that I shit. got petty. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like I feel like people use it. People use petty so much, and I don't think they know what petty is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You petty. Yeah, yeah it's right, it's one hundred percent petty. Right. Petty. I'm so annoyed. With, I'm so annoyed with petty right now. Okay, there you go. Um, so my phrase behind me, TTBS. You know, it basically uh, anything and everything you absolutely no control over your life. TTBS stands for that's that bullshit. So you don't have control over any of those things, right? So what in your mind? What is TTBS to you? What's that bullshit? What's that, that bullshit? That bullshit is when I be emailing these bookers and these motherfuckers don't reply back. That's oh that my bullshit. Oh, bro. <laughs> hey, 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 listen, Ken, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> in, your dream, in your dreams at night, right? In your dreams at night, because I'll have them too. In your dreams at night, don't you kind of wish that day when you get that huge and the booker contact you and yeah. you go, nah. And then they be like, but please, yo, the price of the brick went up, man. Like, yeah. like yo, yeah. I can and, do and, it, but it's going to cost you a whole lot. And then and you if, take yeah. the email you sent and send it back to them. Like, yo, yeah. remember this from 2020? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, 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 dog, and then, and then, and I do get the gig, I'm be asking for all kinds. Hey, look, man, I need fresh milk in the green room. I mean, I want a cow. <laughs> I want the cow milked. 
Um, I need four pair of Jordans. <laughs> no, you know Eddie Griffin, right? You know Eddie Griffin yeah. get a, a yeah. brand new pair of Air Force Ones for every show he do. No, it's not every show. It's for the weekend. Yeah, we just still. had. But yeah, still. we had him in. We had him in Orlando. Yeah, and and, I, and, and the GM there, Krista. That's my that's my dog. Krista drove around Orlando for two days trying to find these goddamn nine and a half yeah. Air Force Ones. Well, when she found it, what my favorite thing is. I was featuring for him that weekend. It's a two-man yeah. show. I asked him the story about it. He said it was a, a guy in the six or seven eight, something white shoes, Johnson or something like that. Yeah. And he was a track runner. He said, and the guy said the white shoes made him run faster. Mm-hmm. So he, Eddie said he feels like the white shoes make him funnier. Yeah. He leaves at the end of the weekend and leaves the older ones there. Now, yeah. understand you, they still fresh. Yeah. He only yeah. wore them that week. They steal yeah. fresh shoes. Yeah. Nobody took them shoes because nobody in that motherfucker wore nine and a half. Right, exactly. <laughs> but as, as crazy, as crazy, as crazy as it is, and shout out to Krista too because that's she's a sweetheart. And anybody that ever worked at Orlando Improv, no Krista, she's just she's top of the line, man. As far as yeah. people that at the club, but uh, yeah, man. Um, the other portion of TTBS, uh, what's the opposite of that? Is the shit? What is the shit to you? Oh man, the shit is is and and, and honestly, the shit is therapy. Yeah, the, to, to being able to sit down, man, and, and I know black people don't go to therapy, but but lately, man, I I've got a new perspective on life. Um, I'm drinking less. Mm-hmm. You know, my I think my relationship with my kids have gotten better. My relationship with my wife has gotten better. You know, besides me popping off about the fight a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. I myself, I just feel like I've gotten better, man. You know, I, I pray more, I tithe more. Mm-hmm. I, I've just, I'm, therapy is the shit. And, and I keep telling black men, I keep telling my brothers, man, y'all need to go to therapy. You know, I had a conversation with my brother about something one of my family members told him that wasn't true about his father that my brother believed his whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it made him angry. I said, bro, you need to go sit on somebody's couch. Yeah. And, and and talk this out, man. Therapy has saved my life. Yeah, it, it saved my life, man. Like I feel better, I think better, I am better. Therapy is the shit. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Okay, for cool. real. If nobody knew who you were, Ken, and I was introducing you to the world, what's your what's your walk on music? Oh, um, Victory Lap, Victory Lap, man, Nipsey, man, Nipsey Nip- Hustle. Nipsey yeah. was for dude, it, which is crazy. I went through phases when I first started. It was um PSA, yeah. Jay Z allowed me to reintroduce yeah, to myself. myself. That was that was my joint, and then after that, I came up to Click Clack, um, yeah. Ice Cube because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm Carolina, but I love West Coast hip hop, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Click Clack, that beat is yeah. so gangster. And then I'm 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 all like I said, I'm East Coast. I'm a big Biggie fan, and so I was coming up to Big, you know, a lot. Then I I went to do um, uh, what's that festival in Arizona on um, in Flagstaff, the Big Pine. Yeah, yeah. I met this cat named Adrian Washington out of Minnesota. Man, I do. Me and this dude click like I mean, like immediately. You know how with comics, especially yeah. brothers, it, 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 we could say something and we're like, "Yo, you like that? You too?" And we instantly best friends. Right, right, right. Me and Adrian click. We had a rental car, and this dude was bumping Nipsey. I had never heard of Nipsey. Yeah. And man, and that victory lap, it just, it, I just, if I felt something, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Is that one of them songs? And I said, dude, after that, 
I'm prolific, so different. I'm the type that's going to go get it. Nope, dude. I come out to that song every time. And the funny story about that, I did that song. I came out to that song in a club, and a white dude came up to me talking about, so what you know about Nipsey, cuz? <laughs> I, I was like, I just need to know where we're going with this, because you call right. me cuz. Yeah, yeah. You know you know what I mean? Like, I got red on. I just need to know where. <laughs> but, but Victory Lap right now is, you know, I go through phases, but right now, Victory Lap is my come out song, man. Okay. Just the lyrics to it, especially as a, a struggling artist. Right. The lyrics to it just it it relate you it talks to me, man. Them lyrics that the lyrics to that song talk to me, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Uh if if uh if you retire from the game, right? You done, what's your walk-off music? Oh man. Um, um I just had this the other night because I was just telling my wife about it. Um, um, god dang it, Maze, we are one. Cool. We are, one. we are one. Mates. We are one, mate. We are one, yo. Yeah, yeah, sir. Uh, yes, man, sir. You know, that's that's we 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 fam, you know, comedy. You, we get on stage, nobody knows me, I don't know them, and within five minutes, every now and then I say, Come on, y'all, we family. Yeah, you know, we are one, we family. So I'm walking off. This is my last show. I want to thank all my fans, all my friends, all my family that supported me through all my comedy career, man. We are one, we family. I'm Ken Miller, man. I'm out. No doubt. If you didn't do comedy, what would you feel like you would be doing right now? Dog, I always wanted to be a quiet storm DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you. I, I was a kid. Hey, man, man, you got to listen. Your, your voice got to go a little bit deeper. Dude, that's <laughs> why I could be a quiet storm <laughs> DJ, bro. Yeah, yeah, Let me tell you yeah, something, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I grew up in Greensboro. You know, you know where did you, where you go to school at? Where did you go to school? I went to high school. I'm from I'm from the Northeast, so I went to high school in Willowbro, New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. So, where you, you go know, to college? Where college you graduate from? John, Johnson C. Smith, man. So, okay, so I'm I'm an antique cat. Now, understand, okay. I, didn't, I didn't go to antique, but I grew up in Greensboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used to have the the NYSP program. It was Johnson yeah, C. Yeah, Smith, yeah, Winston Salem yeah, State, yeah, and ANT. Yeah, yeah. The National Youth Sports Program, NYSP. Yeah. And I was I was I was an I was an ANT dude. So I've always had that anti culture. Yeah, yeah. That that HBCU culture in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. always been my thing. So that's why I want to know what college you went to. That's yeah, why I, I was like, curious. Uh, you know, I do I do a thing on um on Sunday nights called HBCU stories. So it's a oh, word? Yeah, I do. And I bring guests on that all went to HBCUs and we just do a panel discussion about the experiences at the HBCU. It's it's great, man. I did about 31 episodes already, man. It's dope, man. It's just like we just top it up and talk about it. But that but that um that that uh that quiet storm, you know, I used to love that man. We was coming up, you're like, yeah. And so what yeah. happened was I worked at a restaurant. <laughs> And across from Auntie called Parker Brothers Chicken and Fish. And we used to listen to the Quiet Storm on Auntie's radio station every night. And yeah. they had a DJ um doing a day named T Love. Your yeah. utmost host, DJ T Love. So I was I was the son of T Love, DJ okay. K Love. That okay. K Love was gonna be my DJ name. And I wanted to be a Quiet Storm DJ so bad. And my voice never my son got the deep voice. I wish I had my son voice. My son was deeper than mine, bro. I said, I can't just sound like, I can't do the quiet storm. I sound like Chris Tucker. You try to make out with your girl, you laughing. So I always wanted to be a quiet, a quiet storm DJ, and I wanted to be an obstetrician because that's what Bill, that's what Cliff Huxtable was. Right, and you know, right. Cliff, Cliff Huxtable was all our daddy. 
growing up. Not Bill Cosby, Cliff Huxtable. Cliff Huxtable, yeah. And then, then one of my teachers told me what an obstetrician actually did. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the military. That's hilarious, <laughs> I ain't bro. going to school for that. I ain't about to die, nah, man. I ain't I'm, about to I'm, I'm going to end it on this, man. Uh, you, you consider yourself a good parent? Yeah. Yeah. So I consider myself a great dad, right? I consider yeah. myself a great dad. I think my kids adore me. My daughters adore me for the for the father I am. And I had twins out the back. So I was like, I'm done after this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I'll put it like this. I think Cliff Huxtable has a lot to do with that. We grew up watching him talk to his children and have conversations with his kids and do it in a, a great parenting way. And I think it guided us a lot of ways of, man, that's the kind of parent I want to be when yeah. I grow up. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the generation before us got to watch James Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was that was like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've had this conversation with many and many of comics where I, I never I whooped my kids when they was young. After that, I've never whooped them. I, I yeah, said, yeah, my kids have more of a I'm disappointed in you. That yeah. destroys them more than the belt. And well, people are like, well, yeah. you got to whoop them and this and that. I said. Let me tell you something. There's no study that shows that whooping the kid makes them any. If you go to jail and interview any black man in prison right now, I guarantee you they got their ass whooped as a kid. Yeah, yes, sir. I guarantee you they. I know because I got a couple of brothers and we all got the same ass whoopings. Yes, sir. It, yes, sir. It, it, beating the shit out of a kid does not mean they're going to grow up and be a better person. My <laughs> it my really doesn't. My daughters understand what my expectations are of them. So anything less, they already know I'm going to be upset about it. Yeah. One thing that I will always explain to them is I won't accept excuses from you. I won't. Like, you know, like I did an interview one time on here with Ali Sadiq. And Ali Sadiq, I've never heard this before in my life. But when he said it, I was like, God damn, that shit make a lot of sense. That dude said one statement he can't stand what parents say to their children is, I know you're going to make mistakes in life. And he was like, why? And he was like, (laughs) he goes, all this is practice. Oh, oh, everything we're going through right now is practice. So he was like, when you play a sport and you practice all week and you get to the game and you do opposite of what we practice, ain't the coach going to be mad? He's like, yeah. He's yeah. like, so why would you accept a mistake from your child when you grow up in this household and we expect you to do what the fuck we've been doing in practice? And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, it, it, yeah. it clicked on me. So when your kids get older and you have been through all this practice and your kids go do something dumb, like, yo. We ain't practice that shit. Yeah, yeah. What you out here? What you out here yeah. shooting threes for? If we didn't taught you how to play in the paint, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that, and that was, and then that's, that's how you got to think about it. You know what I mean? And so, yo, yeah, that, he's that, actually like, he's here this weekend. Yo, man, it, I know you've seen Ali before, right? I do. I featured for him twice. I've Listen, one of the great, and I'm a storyteller. One of the Absolute greatest storytellers I've ever seen, bro. Beast, bro. Absolute beast. So if you if you catch him this weekend, if you were like hanging around or whatever, man, tell him Bliss said what up. Yeah, that, I do, man. I'm, I'm at the improv all the time. That's like my second yeah, home. Bro. Yes, sir, man. And listen, man, we definitely gonna get up, man. It's been great having you on. And I appreciate um, it, brother. No problem, man. I'm gonna tag you on all this stuff, man. But listen, we're gonna have to do this again real soon, bro. All right, man. Anytime, man. Hit me up, dog. I'm here. I love it. I'm and I'm like I'm off on Friday. So no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I'm off on Friday. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm about to go cut grass. No doubt, man. I'm going to holler at you, kid. All right, brother. Be easy, man. All right, peace. Yeah.
Oh, my God.